Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to have trouble, ain't we? Take your Bible and turn to Revelation chapter number 20. Revelation chapter 20. We're going to grab that. And I want you to grab Ezekiel chapter 38 as well. Ezekiel's in the Old Testament. And so we're going to grab Revelation chapter 20 and Ezekiel chapter 38. Now if you need to look and see where Ezekiel is, you can go right to the table of contents. You may be a new Christian or not studied your Bible a lot. That's okay. Go ahead and look. It won't hurt nothing. The truth is, every person that knows their Bible started out not knowing their Bible. And so, you know, it takes a while to learn all these things. But we're going to start in the book of Revelation, chapter number 20, and then Ezekiel, chapter number 38. <laughs> Praise God. We've been having a little trouble with the microphone. We, we thought, well, we may have trouble today. And so... I thought we's out of here, amen. But I said, we'll have trouble today because there's a lot of people wanting a copy of this. But anyway, it's not our sound people's fault. We're having some mic problems. But Revelation chapter 20, I'll just stay right here. It'll be fine. Revelation chapter number 20 and Ezekiel chapter number 38. We're glad that you're with us today. And anyway, this, what we're going to study today is a little different. This is not a normal uh, church service like we normally have. I don't even touch these topics most of the time preaching, but we're in a time right now where we're in a mess in this world, and somebody needs to be saying something about it, and somebody needs to know what the Bible says about it. And the truth is, if you teach this book, I'm talking about the Bible, if you teach it, eventually you're going to get into politics, and the reason you are is because politics are getting into the Bible. And so you're seeing things being fulfilled before your very eyes, and it's happening. And people, you have a, a, a problem there because some people say, well, they're preaching politics, and we're not preaching politics. I'm not even telling you what side to get on. I'm on America's side, by the way. That's the side I'm on. But anyway, I'm not trying to get anybody to go to a certain way or anything like that, but I am going to show you what the Bible says. And that's all that matters. And if they want to bring in and things start happening, the Bible says, well, so be it. We're going to talk about it. But the truth is, this book that we're reading is history pre-written. And when I say that, the Bible is full of prophecies all the way through it. We've got prophecies all through the Scripture that we read about in the Word of God. And when you read about these different prophecies in the Bible, many of them are beginning to come to pass, and we're seeing it happen right in front of us. And the Bible says, in the last days, perilous times shall come. And we're living in terrible times. It's a time like no other. As far as I'm concerned, as long as I've been alive, it's never been like this. And it seems like one disaster is topped by another disaster, and the next one's usually worse than the one before it. But we're going to look in Revelation 20 first. And in Revelation chapter 20, it talks about the millennial reign of Christ. And it says he's going to reign for a thousand years six times in the first seven verses. And then when that's over, the Bible says in verse number 7, And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, that's Jerusalem, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. Notice at the end of the millennial reign of Christ, there's going to be some people rise up, and there's going to be a war, and you read the words Gog and Magog. Now take your Bible and go to Ezekiel chapter 38. Ezekiel chapter number 38. 
Ezekiel 38. In Ezekiel 38, verse number 1. As a matter of fact, in chapter 37, it talks about the restoration of Israel that takes place in that thousand-year reign. And then you get in chapters 38 and 39, it covers these people that you read about again in Revelation chapter number 20. And some people believe that there's a war that takes place in 38. There's no doubt there is. Some people believe that that's the war of Revelation 20. But then in chapter 39, some of these things match up. And they're really not in Revelation 20, but a lot of people think that that's going to happen before the millennial reign, like before the second coming of Christ, after the rapture and into the tribulation and somewhere up in there towards the end of it. But I want to identify some things here. Look in Ezekiel chapter 38, verse number 1. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, Set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog. Just like you read in chapter 20 of Revelation. The chief prince of Meshach and Tubal and prophesy against him. And say, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal. He said, I'm against them. And here's some people that's coming up. And the Bible says they're going to come down and they're going to attack the nation of Israel. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But this morning, I want to tell you a little bit about this subject. We've got a little title here, What the Bible Says About Russia. And that's the whole title of this. And anyway, when all this transpired in this last week and everybody's scared to death, and I've had people texting me from other states and other countries even sending messages and saying, what do you think about this? What's going on? And we've got students literally, thankfully, all over the world. God's blessed us with that. And the Bible has a lot to say about this subject, believe it or not. The things that are happening should not be surprising to people. I mean, this is all mentioned in the Bible, and it's all leading up to something. I realize Russia has not attacked Israel yet, but also know that they will because the Scripture says they will. And if the Scripture speaks it, it's going to happen. That Bible in the Old Testament told you that Jesus, a thousand years before he was even born, it told you he'd die on a cross and how he would die and what they'd do with his clothes and what he would say when he was on the cross, like in Psalms 22. And it happened just like it said it would happen. That Bible told you back there in Genesis 22, 2,000 years before Jesus was even born, it told you the location that he would die at Calvary. It happened just like he said it would happen 2,000 years later. In Micah chapter number 5, 700 or 500 years before Christ was born, it told you he'd be born in Bethlehem. That's where he was born. In Isaiah chapter number 7, 700 or 800 years before Christ was born, it told you he'd be born of a virgin. That's exactly what happened. What I'm saying is the Bible tells the future, and it's the only book that can tell the future. And it tells that before it ever takes place. And the Bible says the Lord's coming back, he's coming back. If the Bible says anything's going to happen, you mark it down, it's going to happen because God is the only person that knows the future. You can't go get your tarot cards or read your horoscope, horoscope, scape, whatever that is. That one guy said he was reading the horoscopes and he goes, oh boy. He said, I'm going to have a terrible day. He's reading a newspaper and somebody said, how do you know? He said, I'm reading my wife's horoscope and oh man, it's going to be bad today. <laughs> oh, that's supposed to be funny. Anyway, just a joke. Well, let me just say, those aren't even real. The Bible's what's real. You can go to the Chinese restaurant and open up that cookie and get that fortune out, and we all open it, and we laugh and have a good time with it, and it's fun, you know, and, and it's all good fun and stuff, but it's not real. The Bible's what's real. It's the Word of God that's real, and we understand that it's not real, but we also like to eat the cookies. So anyway, well, let me say this morning, I'd like to say some things. The first thing I want to talk about is this Gog right here. 
The Bible says in verse 2, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach. Whoever Gog is, he's the leader of this nation we're talking about. And he's the leader of it. And I'm going to talk more about that in just a second. And then the land of Magog. Every Bible dictionary I own says that that land of Magog is Russia. And not only that, i got a Bible here, the, the Scofield Reference Bible. I don't even read his references hardly. But in 1909, he said it was Russia. They're not just starting to say that. For years and years, everybody has agreed that this land's Russia. And not only that, we know that this land is north of Israel. Because in verse 15, it says, And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, great company, and a mighty army, and are coming down, and thou shalt come up against my people of Israel. Did you know the land that's north of Israel is Russia? Moscow is due north of Jerusalem. Matter of fact, we probably got a little map of that maybe up there. It's due north of Jerusalem. He might get that in just a second. But it's coming straight down. And to be honest with you, you want to get more technical about it, Ukraine is north of Jerusalem. You say, well, Ukraine's not part of, of Russia. Not yet. But they're after them, I'd say, pretty heavily. And it's terrible what they're doing. But anyway... If you read about this leader, I don't know who the leader will be when this happens. I don't know when all this is going to transpire. But it sure looks like that things are getting ready to start moving in for situations where Russia can go against God's people, his chosen people, Israel. And I wouldn't trust Russia with a 10-foot pole. And I wouldn't trust Vladimir Putin either, who's the current leader of Russia, has been for about 20 years. He started out as prime minister. He was... Um, uh, Yeltsin's um, assistant, chief deputy, and then he promoted him to prime minister. And anyway, he brought him up and all this different stuff, and you can start reading about him. And I've read a lot about that guy. And people say, oh, it's Russia. It's not the USSR anymore. When we were growing up, it was the USSR. It was the Soviet Union. Every movie they made, if it was Rambo, they had Russians involved. If it was Rocky IV, it was a Russian involved. I mean, because that was the big thing. Gorbachev and all that, those summits that they had. And people were scared during the Cold War. And there was a big deal going on the entire time that we grew up. And, and even before I was born, they was building shelters, bomb shelters, for a nuclear war and all these different things because of the race of arms between America and the USSR, which was basically Russia and about 15 more countries there. And anyway, you get reading about them, you get reading about Vladimir Putin. I was looking at the name Vladimir Putin. Vladimir means great power. Putin means the way. Let me tell you, there's, he might think he's the way, but he's not the way. I read about the way, and that's in John chapter number 14 and verse 6. And the Lord Jesus Christ says, I am the truth, the way, the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Putin is not the way. He might have a name that means it, but my Savior is the way. And let me just tell you, if you're scared and worried, trust Jesus as your Savior. That's what you ought to do. Go ahead and get saved and know Christ as your Savior. Because one day he's getting us out of here. It'll be great when he does. But you've got this guy, Vladimir Putin. People say, well, he's really not that bad. Everybody tried to act like, well, it's not like it used to be. He's not so bad, and, and, and they're not communists. They've always been communists. Vladimir Putin's parents were communists. Vladimir Putin's grandfather was the chef for Joseph Stalin. I mean, I'm talking about communism ran in their veins. Communist. 
And I'm against communism. I don't know if I said that yet or not, but I'm against communism. And I'm against socialism. I'll talk more about that too. I'm against all of it, which is just a lighter form of communism. Vladimir Putin started out, they said he was a thug in the schoolyard. He was small in stature, and he, liked, he, got a, he got him a gang together, and got him a gang, and he liked to pick on kids and bully people around, and anyway, he started taking judo, and the judo, when he started taking judo, it kind of got him out of the thug life, and out of the gang life, and he started mastering judo, and that kind of thing, and from the time he got out of school, he wanted to be a KGB, a KJB, KGB in the Soviet Union was a spy. And he wanted to be a spy, espionage for the Soviet Union. And he went to their headquarters and told them. And they told, in 1975 or so, or just before that, they told him, they said, you can't just come join. The best thing you could do is go to school and get a law degree or something like that. And you'll never know what might happen. So he went to the university and he got him a law degree. And when he graduated in 1975, they came to him and they hired him and they brought him in. And he lived a life. From that time, I think, until 1991 as a, as a Soviet Union espionage spy. There he was, and he was in the KGB, and they poisoned people. They murdered people. They did all kinds of terrible things. Now, if he was part of that, no wonder he's a wicked man. He's wicked. There's no doubt about that he's wicked. And here he is today, and he's going to turn 70 years of age this year. I was reading about him, and, and years ago, he's, uh, he was in a bad automobile accident, he and his wife, I think it was 1983, something like that, and anyway, I don't have all my dates with me, but I, was, I, I had it written down somewhere, but he was in a bad automobile accident, his dad was an atheist, his mother was part of the Orthodox Church, Russian Orthodox Greek Church, and there they were in that church, and he was sprinkled as a baby, they call it baptism, that's not baptism, you've got to be put under to be baptized, but, and that don't get you to heaven anyway. And there he was, and he got sprinkled, and he got a cross, a crucifix. And in 1983, he was in a severe accident and thought he was in trouble and barely survived. And he got scared, and he told his mother, and she said, you take that cross. And she said, you take it somewhere and get it blessed and wear it. And did you know, he said he's never taken it off. He did just what she said. He's never taken it off since 1983. Well, let me tell you something else. Having a cross around your neck is not going to get you to heaven either. And I don't care if every priest in the world blesses it. You better know Christ as your Savior. That's how you get to heaven. It's not through wearing some kind of jewelry that they talk about and having somebody bless it and somebody sprinkle a little water on your head. That ain't going to get it. It never has got it. It never will get it. Now, I've told you before, I gave you a little disclaimer. This ain't an ordinary message. And some of you going to say, this is more than I can handle. Well, we don't normally have this on Sunday morning, but we're living in dire times. But the truth is, 99% of the people in here can handle it. So if you can't, you're probably not like the rest of the people in here. <laughs> because they, they, they believe right. And you just hang on and listen to what I've got to say and just see about this. But you've got Gog. He's the leader of this place. And Magog has been identified as Russia. And then Meshach in the Bible has been identified as Moscow. And Tubal has been de- identified as Tobolsk that used to be Stalingrad, named after Joseph Stalin, all part of the old USSR. Now, you might ask this question. 
What in the world is Putin doing bringing Russia and going over there into Ukraine? Ukraine didn't provoke them. Ukraine's not done anything against them. It seems like Ukraine's trying to be a democracy. They're not completely, but they're trying to be. And it seems like they're trying to stay away from Russia. They want to be their own country. Seems like they've got a pretty nice Jewish leader over there right now, Zelensky. His name means gift of God. And there he is. He's 44 years of age, used to be a comedian, and now he's their leader. But he seems like he's doing a pretty good job. I like him. He said, they, America said, we'll get you out of there. He said, I'm not looking for a ride. I'm looking for ammunition. He said, I'm staying with my people. That's a leader right there. A leader is going to fight with his people to the death if that's what it takes, and they'll probably get him. But anyway, you got those people over there. You say, what in the world does Russia want with those people? They're trying to get the old band back together. I mean, the USSR broke up. And do you know what Putin said uh, a year or so, a few years ago? He said one of the greatest tragedies in the 20th century was the disbanding of the Soviet Union. That tells you he thinks that's one of the greatest tragedies, one of the, great, the worst things that could have happened. He wants them back together. And now he's found a time where America is not as strong as they once were. We still have a great military and strength, but our leadership doesn't seem strong. And nobody will stand up against the bully. And he said, if I'm going to act, I'm going to do it now. And you know China's watching and they're saying, well, we'll take Taiwan too then. They're planning on taking it. That's why they're building those islands in the sea and stuff. That's their plan the whole time. But don't you think for a minute that he's going to stop with 44 million people in Ukraine that's got oil all over their... their uh, soil there deep down in and their minerals down there he's not stopping there he wants them all back together they say there's at least three more countries that are not protected by nato he'll go after them and one of these days he's going after the ones that are the nato ones too and he's going after every single one of them and he wants them back together because he wants to be the world leader and the world power and he's a communist and he might be a religious man but he don't have the right religion did you know he's worth over 200 billion dollars he lives in a, they call Putin's palace that was paid for uh, wrongly by the Russian government and they weren't supposed to be paying for it. It cost $1,350,000,000 to build it. It's almost, um, almost 200,000 square feet home. You want to talk about a house now. You want to talk about cleaning something. What a, who in the world needs something like that? But here he is living a lavish lifestyle. And their country don't have much, to be honest with you. They've been poor for a long time. They've had problems. They can't update their things. they got tanks over there right now, 2,800 tanks. they got more tanks than anybody in the world. But their tanks are outdated. Americas are faster. Americas can shoot twice as far. They're more powerful. They take them out. they got these little javelin missiles that they sent over, and we need to be sending more over. They'll knock them out real fast. I always thought the more you knock out of them, it's just better for us in the long run. <laughs> you know, send some arms over there. Let's get them. We don't even got to go. Just send it over there and help them. But anyway, we're living in a time that's crazy times. And I don't say all this stuff to be ugly, but kids, when we grew up, Russia was our enemy. The Soviet Union. They were our enemy. They couldn't be trusted. They were against America. And as you can see, they still cannot be trusted. They're still against America. This morning, Putin said he got his nuclear people on board. And he said, I want you to have all my nuclear weapons available. He said, because the West is sanctioning us. And we don't know what they're going to do. And we want them to know that every option's on the table. He's threatening us now with a nuclear war today. That's unbelievable. And the thing is, it wouldn't take but just a little bit, and we'd be in a world war. Who knows what could happen? We don't, I don't know that that happens, and I pray to God it don't happen. I don't want it to happen. But the truth is, we don't know what's going to happen. And I know this much. It's a scary time, is what it is, if you don't know the Lord as your Savior. 
And did you know that they're going to have all kinds of allies? The Bible says over there in Ezekiel 38, it says in verse 5, Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them. They're coming with them. All of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all his bands. The house of Tagarma, the north quarters. Persia was, is old Iran. In 1935, they changed their name to Iran. But before 1935, they were always called Persia. If you get a Persian rug, you're getting one from Iran. Now let me ask you, how many of you think you can trust Iran? I've got pictures of Putin meeting with, Russia, with Iran's leaders and them having them there and him there and back and forth, and they're just having the best time. And did you know Iran's last president, Ahmadinejad, who I called him Ahmad Jihad, he said he'd like to wipe Israel off the face of the map. The Ayatollah has said repeatedly of Iran, the supreme leader, that he wants to wipe Israel off the face of the map. He wants them gone. These people hate those people. They're the most racist people in the world. And then you got Ethiopia, the second largest country in Africa. Russia just signed another treaty with Ethiopia last year, a military agreement. Then you've got Libya, that's North Africa. You say, what's that? It's just right there below Israel. Then you've got Gomer. Most people say that's Germany. Right now, they're not going with Russia, but things could change. They used to be half of them pretty bad. Remember East and West Germany? And then you've got Tagarma, Turkey. I wouldn't trust them. We've got a map on that. And so on this map right here, you see all these different countries, and they're circled around Israel, and you've got them coming from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west. There it is. Magog, up there, that's Russia coming down. Israel's in the middle. You've got Cush, that's part of Africa, and Libya. You've got Persia to the right, to the east, that's Iran. You've got Gomer up there, that's Germany. You've got all these different countries, and from every direction, they're coming in on them. And one day they're going to. The Bible says they're going to. And the Bible says to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Israel is our closest ally anywhere in the world. And God said, I'll bless those that bless Israel, and I'll curse them that curse them. You better stand with Israel. People say, well, America will never turn. Well, that's my next thing. I'm going to tell you this morning, I'm going to talk, I've talked a little bit about their leader, Gog. I've talked a little bit about Magog and how we could identify them. And no doubt, they want to take Ukraine, and it looks like they're going to. They're having a hard time, by the way, though. Those Ukrainians are tough, and thank God for them. I pray for them, too. And then you've got their leader, their Gog, and then you've got their allies, and their allies are no good. And then you keep going down in here, and you find people asking, what about America's role? Well, let me just say this. In order for Russia to accomplish what they want to accomplish, America has to go down. America has to be either be weakened or destroyed. And what we're watching, and it's the most sad thing I've ever seen in my life because I love my country. When you cut me open, I, read, uh, I bleed red, white, and blue. I'm for America. I love my country. That doesn't mean I hate other people or hate other countries because I don't. I'm just telling you that I'm an American. I'm thankful for our way of life. I'm thankful for the freedoms we've got. I'm thankful we can come to church. We're not being bombed right now. I mean, God's been good to us. You can eat good. You can get a job if you want it. A lot of people don't want them, but you ought to get, it, get in on that too. I mean, I'm telling you, we're living in a time where it's wonderful and all that, but America's being weakened, and we're not being destroyed by Russia and we're not being destroyed by Iran and we're not being destroyed by North Korea we're being weakened and destroyed from within that's where America's having problems and so what's the plans in order for 
Russia to have accomplish their goals. They want to take Iran, take Ukraine. They want to restore the old USSR. And ultimately, the Bible says they're going to take Israel. And I'll tell you more about that at the last part. They're going to take Israel. But what I'm about to say, some of you ain't going to like. But I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyway. Because it needs to be said, we're living in a time where preachers don't say anything anymore. Everybody's so scared because people has gotten people so scared to tell the truth that nobody tells the truth and all we're fed is a bunch of lies. Now, I'm just going to tell you the way it is. America's been destroyed within. And the self-destruction began after World War II. And no doubt that great generation, as they're called, from back in that time was wonderful. In 1948, Israel became a nation again. They ceased being a nation in 606 B.C. And in 1948, they became a nation again. Almost 20, about almost 25, 2600 years later. That's amazing. It's unheard of. And they're in the same land, speaking the same language, and they're still doing the same things over there. But since that time, what we've seen is some bad things happen in our country. And one of them is socialism. And communism. I can remember when I was a kid, and I wasn't even alive yet. But some of you were. And they had all these old actors back in the 1950s that they were saying they're part of communism. They're communists. And And they said, you're bad. And many of them weren't part of any of it. But they were accusing them of it. Because it was trying to bring into our country. And our leaders had just gotten out of that mess. And they just won a world war. I mean, God blessed America. And if it wasn't for America, we wouldn't be speaking English right now. I mean, if it wasn't for America, it wouldn't be like it is. And thank God for those people. But we lived in a time where we've seen it destroyed within. I'll tell you something else. We've seen civil rights come on our, on our stage. And in some ways, civil rights have been a good thing. But in other ways, it's been a terrible thing. You're not going to hear that nowhere else. When I talk about civil rights, I'm not talking about the color of a person's skin. Anybody that knows me knows that I think that it doesn't matter what color a person's skin is. Everybody ought to be treated equally. And everybody knows that. And that's not what we're talking about this morning. But you're living in a time where a guy can come shoot somebody in cold blood murder. And if they don't read them the Miranda rights, they go scot-free. We're in a mess in this country. It don't matter if a thousand people witnessed it. You've got to read them their rights. I always said, if you kill somebody in cold blood murder, what rights do you have? You know? Man, we're in a crazy time. But what they've done is one thing they've done within is they've removed religious freedoms. They've taken prayer out of our public schools. They've taken the Bible out of schools. In 1962, they passed a law because one woman complained. And they got rid of prayer. How many of you remember when you were in school and they prayed with you to start the day? Raise your hand. Look at that. Didn't hurt one of you. Not want to use a bad person. You're not doing something wrong. You're at the right place today. You're not crazy. You're good people. You know what? It never warped you. How many of you remember when they read a Bible verse? They weren't trying to get you to join a religion. They just said, well, start the day with the Word of God. Just read a scripture and prayer. We're not telling you what church to join. We're not doing that. And that's all they did. And all those hands over here, and it didn't hurt any of you. As a matter of fact, the ones that hadn't got it, it's the ones that are going crazy now. That's the generation that's having the problem. And what they've done is they've attacked religious freedoms. You can never bring communism and socialism into a country as long as a country believes the Bible. Because the Bible's against those things. And it's wrong to be part of that. Going green. Global warming. Climate change. All of that. Now let me say something about that. 
I'm on it this morning. It's just, it's, it's, I'm too far in. There ain't no turning back. I'm just going to tell you what I think. That's just the way it is. They don't even believe in climate change. They don't believe in global warming. John Kerry don't believe in it. Al Gore don't believe in it. You say, why are they doing it? Because they think if they keep saying it over and over and over again that you're dumb enough to believe that stuff. They're trying to bring in socialism and communism. They don't even believe in it. If they believed in it, they wouldn't be flying in their private jets all over the world. If they believed in masks, they would be wearing them when they're in private. And they get all the pictures. Well, we didn't know there was cameras around. I'm telling you, we're living in crazy times is what we're living in. It's nuts what's going on. They've got all these pictures, these old pictures, and they'll show these different monuments and things by the sea, and they show them from 100 years before and show them now, and the sea hadn't risen one bit. Nothing's changed. But yet they say, over, oh, Al Gore said in, in 2005, he said, if we don't do something, 2006, in 10 years, he said, there's no turning back, we'll be destroyed. We're... Six years past his deadline and nothing's changed. We call him a false prophet. Why would anybody listen to another word he says about that issue? He's a false prophet is what he is. And so did John Kerry. He false prophesied. He said the same thing. So did the real smart lady there in New York, AOC. <laughs> they said blondes are telling jokes about her now. But anyway, sorry, I didn't mean that. We love our blondes here. Thank the Lord for them. I'm just telling you, we're in a mess is what we're in. And people are taking this in and filling in. They said, oh, no, I heard on the news. Well, there's a big problem right there. A big problem right there. You got to be careful. Going green and all this stuff. is. You say, what is that? It's to destroy America from within. It's a bad thing. I'll say something else. Racism. And I don't disqualify racism. If, there's a, if somebody's truly being racist, they're a bad person. I believe that. I've got some of my best friends are white, some of my best friends are brown, some of my best friends are yellow, some of my best friends, I don't even know what all colors they are. I've got wonderful friends in Mexico, I've got students I'm training in Africa, I've got people in Thailand taking courses that I'm, that I'm paying to help them out of my own pocket and doing things and other people are paying. Don't tell me I don't like people, I love people. I've got a black man in Nigeria, Africa, says I'm his pastor, he's pastoring a church right now, probably already, pre- let's see. He may have preached after us. I don't remember what the time difference there. But anyway, he's preaching, and he tells them that I'm his pastor. This is his church. I've never even met the guy. He sends me pictures and calendars, and I've sent him all these teachings and stuff, and he's taking that, and he's teaching what we're teaching to those people over there. I'm telling you, we're doing mission work around the world right out of Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. And God's blessed us. But we're living in a time, and uh, Obama said it best. He said he came in to fundamentally change America, and that's what he did. He said, I'm going to change it. And he brought in riots, and he brought in race wars. And let me tell you something. And I don't mean to say this ugly. I'm just going to tell you. These people are calling everything racist if it has nothing to do with racist. That's a slap in the face to the black man, the black woman, or any other person. If it don't have something to do with them, then you ought to shut your mouth, what you ought to do. But they're saying, oh, well, that's right. We don't believe like us. You're racist. You don't believe this. You're right. No, that don't have anything to do with racism. But see, we're living in a country. That's the way they silence people. They say, well, if we can call you that, then you don't mean, then it's over with. It's a mess is what it is. And I'm going to say this. Our leaders think that black people are dumb and they think white people are dumb. But we're not dumb. 
Black people are smart people. And white people are smart people. And they're tired of it. And they're tired of listening to them talk about it. They know we like each other. Quit telling us we don't like each other. Some of my best friends, I got black people right on the front. I'm telling it right, ain't I? He says I'm telling it right. Sure I am. Some of my best friends, you say, well, I'll say something about a black person. You won't go to church here because we'll bring you for the church. That's how we feel about it. We love black people. And we love white people. We love our Mexican friends and Hispanic friends. We love them. Man, that guy was over here down here at La Casita. George, he don't work there anymore. And that guy came over here. He wasn't even an American citizen and went through all the citizenship. And we did all the rig roar and did it hard, the hard way and got his citizenship. I was proud of him. And when the 4th of July came around, he celebrated. He said, this is my country. That's what America's about. He did it the right way. Now he's gone to Paragould and started his own little food truck over there. I, I say, God bless him is what I say. I'd like to see him make it. I like stories like that. None of us started here. We all came over from somewhere else. But let me tell you, though, they want to divide the people. If you can divide the people, you can bring this mess in. What about the rioting and all that kind of stuff? What about the women that they're attacking? Who would have ever thought in America that they would put a man and he could say he was a woman and he could compete in the NCAA against other women because he couldn't cut the mustard when he went against men? What he ought to do is tell him what he really is. I'm a man that can't cut the mustard, so I'm going to go against women. You're a low-down, sorry person is what you are. We need some people in America that will stand up and say, Enough! Leave our women alone! We love our women! They ought to be able to have sports just like anybody else. But they're not after the women's sport. They're after destroying America. Don't ever vote for a party that says they're for you and then does, does something like that. And let me make a disclaimer. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I registered when I was 18 years old as an independent because I didn't like either one of them. That's how I felt about it. And I vote for whoever I want to vote for. I don't have to vote for a party. And how about this one? No guns. And so we got to get the guns out of your hands. There's not very many people in this building that ever shot somebody in murder. There's not too many of you. Probably not any. I'm talking about Oh, we got to get rid of guns because you people are terrible. Don't you think those people in Ukraine are glad they got guns? The government's passed out 10,000 guns in the capital city of Kiev, and they passed out 10,000 automatic rifles to the citizens. And I've seen pictures in the last 24 hours of professional athletes, former heavyweight champion boxers, tennis players. I've seen grandmas almost 80-something years old learning to shoot a gun with vest on. We've seen the, the Ukrainian beauty pageant winner with a gun in her hand and glasses on because these people are there to fight for their freedom. They're fighting for their land. They're standing up. I'm telling you, if they didn't have a gun, they'd just run over them. That's what they want. I say buy more guns. That's what I think about it. And don't hurt nobody with it, but if Russia comes in and invades... You got my blessing. Help yourself. Amen. They come in your house and going to take your house over. That's a different story. But a person has a right to protect themselves. You say, what is that? America is being destroyed from inside. Most people are good people in America. COVID. There's no doubt it's real. We've lost some precious loved ones from this church and family members to COVID. People have died from that. But if anybody can't see that they've taken that to a new political level and they've politicized that when they shouldn't be and a terrible thing has happened to our country and around the world, we're in a mess. I was on a plane and I said, oh, we can't do that anymore, sir. COVID. I said, there ain't nobody got COVID right now. 
He goes, I know. He said, it's since the COVID regulations came in. I was going, well, why now? That doesn't even make sense. It's craziness. The guy agreed with me. It's nuts is what it is. The whole thing is nuts. I'm not here talking about vaccines or not vaccines. You do whatever you want to do. I think people ought to have their own choice is what I think. But we're living in a, they got those Canadian truckers and all those people. That's communism trying to shut them down. And they want to do it here and they want to force people into doing stuff they shouldn't be able to force people into doing. And now you've got food shortages and you've got inflation going sky high like it was designed to do that. Gas prices have tripled in the last year almost and they're going up more because we're funding the war in, with Russia because we shut down our pipeline and we took the sanctions off their pipeline and now we're giving them $2.2 billion a month to buy oil from them. You're out of your mind doing that. Why would you do that? People are crazy. We got more oil than we'll ever use in America. And here we are and we could be energy independent. You say, why aren't we? Because somebody don't want you to be. Somebody's trying to change this country is what they're trying to do. We're living in a time. that's not, They got a lady right now that she's about to be put on the Supreme Court. And I'm all for a black woman being on the Supreme Court. I think that'd be great. But I don't like that one. You say, why? Do you know what she did? She, for pro bono, that means free of charge. She defended those people from Guadalajara Bay, those people that uh, attacked our country. She defended them free of charge and gave them free counsel and, and stood before them in court, never made them pay a penny, trying to help those people. I'm going to tell you something. We're in a mess in this. When you would help somebody that flew a plane into, into a building and killed thousands of people in our country and do it for free of charge, you don't need to be on our Supreme Court. You're not for America. We're in a mess in this country. What a mess it is. Somebody ought to be. And then they're silencing the people. Because if they can silence the people, the truth can't. Don't worry. They'll be after me real quick after today. <laughs> I mean, y'all come see me. I want a cake. I want a, with, uh, with, in jail, if I go to jail, I want a cake. And I like the cream cheese icing. Remember that. And a file in the middle. Amen. <laughs> Just make sure they get all that in there too. I mean, don't tell nobody, but that's what we got to have. <laughs> we got to have the real thing. But anyway, we're living in crazy times. And, and censorship, we, we don't like your political views, you're out. But Russia can stay on, even though they're terrorizing people and killing babies and killing little children today that don't have anything to do with this and bombing hospitals. I'm telling you, we're in a mess in this country. What a mess we're in. Everybody ought to have free speech. If you don't like them, turn them off. That's the way I look at it. You say, well, what about the ending? Okay. So I've done talk so much on this stuff. We've gone woke and we're in a mess. Our military's gone woke. Our education's gone woke. Our families have gone woke. We're in a mess, what we're in. Take your Bible and turn to Zechariah. Next to the last book in the Old Testament. When that tribulation hits, it's going to get even worse. Now let me just say this. There's a rapture coming. And you better make sure you're rapture ready. The way you get rapture ready is not by joining the church. You don't get rapture ready by turning over a new leaf. You don't get a rapture ready by coming to church. You don't try to be a good person. You trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. You've got to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And in Zechariah 14, it tells you that this, these people and these nations are going to come against Israel and they're going to battle. And the Bible says in Zechariah 14 verse 1, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil, he's talking about Israel, Jerusalem specifically, shall be divided in the midst of thee. For I will gather all nations against who? Jerusalem to battle. And the city shall be taken. Don't you think Russia will be part of that? 
And the houses rifled. That means plundered, destroyed, knocked down. And the women ravished. And I don't mean to be ugly, but the word means raped. It's terrible what they do. It's awful anybody treat a person that way. And half of the city shall go forth into captivity. They're going to get them into captivity. And then they're going to go get the other house, they think. And the residue of the people shall not be cut off from the city. Then, then shall the Lord go forth and fight against those nations as when he fought in the day of battle. That's the second coming of Christ. That's Revelation 19. That's when John said, I saw heaven open, and he saw the Lord Jesus Christ on a white horse coming, and he said, and his armies were with him. That's me and you, by the way. I mean, when we get out of here, there'll be a tribulation on earth for seven years. We're going to be in heaven. At the end of that seven years, we're coming back with him, and he's going to have a war on this earth, and all he's got to do is open his mouth and speak. He said, I saw a sharp, two-edged sword come out of his mouth which he did smite all the, the nations and when he opens his mouth and that word comes out the same one that said let there be light and bam there was light the same one that spoke creation into existence is the same one that could defeat all these folks too and boy it's going to be something and the antichrist will be involved in all of them at this time you say who's that beats me i don't want to be here for it i'm coming back to the lord and look down in verse 12 and this shall be the plague wherewith the lord will smite all the people that they have fought against Jerusalem. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet, and their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongues shall consume away in their mouth. When the Lord puts that plague on them, they're going to disintegrate before their bones can hit the ground. You can't fight him and win. I'm on the Lord's side. You say, well, what happens at the end? We win is what happens. It may look bad now, but we're on the winning side. You're on the right side if you know Christ is your Savior. If you don't know Him, you ought to get to knowing Him. He's the only one that can help you. Joe Biden ain't going to help you. And Donald Trump can't help you either. You've got to know the Lord Jesus Christ if you want help. That's who can help you. Backup is on the way. Amen. I'm excited about it. It's going to be something. You say, what do we do in the meantime? Get serious about the Lord. I'm not trying to scare you this morning, but people are scared. I know by, my phone's been blowed up for three days. I mean, craziness. People are scared to death. We're not over there. We could get in it, but I'm not going to live my life in fear. I'm going to enjoy life. I'm going to keep enjoying my family. I'm going to come to church. I'm going to keep eating good until I can't eat good. I'm going to keep on doing my daily routine. But you ought to get in church. You ought to serve God. You ought to be God-fearing people. You ought to read your Bible. Get in church more often. You ought to be here. You ought to get in because it's serious what we're going through. Did you know that they've shut down churches in COVID? I've got a friend in California, I know him, don't know him well. He's got about 5,000 people in church every Sunday morning. They shut them down, and he's right there by the San Francisco 49ers, and he's over there by the Golden State Warriors, and they let them play basketball in that Golden State Warriors uh, Coliseum and fill that thing to the rim, but hit his church, it wasn't safe because of COVID. Now, you don't tell me that ain't have anything to do with COVID. That's got an attack on God is what that is. Anybody knows that. How stupid could somebody be? You can have 20,000 there, but you can't have 5,000 here because COVID may hurt it. But it's okay to play basketball. It's not okay to preach about Jesus. That's not COVID. That don't have anything to do with COVID. If it's about COVID, they'd shut both of them down. But it ain't about it. We're in a mess what we're in. The Lord's coming back. And boy, it's going to be an exciting time. I'm thankful he's coming again. The rapture could happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. I've never said I know when it's going to happen. I have no idea. But wouldn't it be nice if it happened in our lifetime? If you're saying, wouldn't that be great? Just get out of here and go to be with the Lord. What a blessing that'd be. And we'd leave Joe with it and let him have it. And all of his buddies up there and comrades. It used to be Comrade Putin. That's what he went by in the USSR, Comrade Putin. 
He's still a comrade. You can mark that down. Better trust Christ. He's the only one you can trust. Let's stand together.